I want to preach you this mo- today about hey, one moment in time. One moment in time. There's been a lot of moments throughout time that have changed or altered history. If you've ever taken American history, we can go back. It might be Pearl Harbor. It might be when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. If we go back to 1776, it might be the Declaration of Independence. It's a moment when that final signature hit the bottom line. It was a moment. And uh, I began to think about, last week I kind of set this up, but I began to think about the power of just one moment. And I looked through the scriptures and found some of my favorite moments, whether it was in Acts 9-3 when it says, as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. That Damascus Road experience where God took a man who murdered Christians and used him to start the New Testament church. Come on, that's a powerful moment. Or if it was Moses and the burning bush, and Moses had a lot of moments. Peter and walking on water, that was a moment. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walking through the burning furnace was a moment. Paul, who was being blinded like I just spoke about, and and spoken to by Jesus on the Damascus Road. For Daniel, it was deliverance from the lion's den. Y'all didn't know that I was a lion tamer, did you? (laughs) I have two girls. Of course I'm a lion tamer, all right? For Joshua was parting the Jordan River and crossing into the promised land. There have been so many defining moments in history. But as we know, the prophets began to speak about a moment that was yet to come. A moment that would truly change the course of history and for humanity. It's a moment that we celebrate today and a moment that I'm going to get to in a moment. (laughs) In Mark chapter 1, it said, At the time Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan, just as Jesus was coming out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son with whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once, everyone said at once. In a moment, the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satanists. He was Satan, not Satanists, probably them too. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. In a moment, the Spirit descended and in the moment, the Spirit sent him. The Bible is really a collection of moments. It's leading up to a moment, it's the moment, and it's after the moment. It's all these moments. You know, a lot of people believe that, uh, that when the Bible received its canon or was canonized, which means when it said, okay, no more is going to be added, that God stopped giving moments out. I got news for you today. The book of Acts is still continuing in 2021. The same moments that we read about right here that were throughout the Bible are still happening to this day. I wonder if we're missing them. In John, I'm sorry, in Ephesians 3.20, we begin to to see some of the promises that, that, um, that Jesus is making about who he is. I'm going to kind of get right to the point today. Because I want to do something a little later that I believe is going to be very important. But in Ephesians 3.20, we see that 
that, that Jesus is kind of beginning to describe who he is, what we can expect from his life in us and through us, and what things are going to look like to come. I don't know how many times in the New Testament Jesus sat down with his disciples and kind of broke it down for them like, guys, okay, we're having fun, it's cool, but here's what's getting ready to happen. Have no fear because three days later this is going to happen. Just like the prophet said, I'm going to die. As a matter of fact, I think one of you is going to probably deny me three times and turn me in. I think it's you. And this is going to happen and this is going to happen and I'm going to be killed and then three days later you're going to see me again. And, and he made these promises. He said, this is who I am and this is what's going to happen and this is what's going to come. And Ephesians 3.20 makes this promise. He says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us. He says, listen, I am able to do more than you could even imagine because of the power that I'm going to leave you and put inside of you. How many of us live a life today believing that he's able to do more than we could imagine with the power living inside of us? I mean, can you imagine if every day and every moment of our life we believe like, yo, is yo cool anymore? It is for me. I'm 40. I can do what I want. <laughs> I say some things sometimes around Lainey. Are you back there, Lainey? Hi, sweet girl. I love you. Does dad embarrass you sometimes, like trying to say things? <laughs> I just randomly add the phrase slide into your DMs on the back end of sentences all the time. I'll be like, you girls want to get Chick-fil-A and slide into my DMs? Lane's like, Dad, that's not, do you know what it means? I'm like, yeah. I just add these phrases. What are the other ones I use? Traumatized you? Yeah. But he's able, the power, can you imagine if we had that kind of, like, that kind of, like, yo, like, man, I have, like, I have something living on the inside of me that, that because of what is on the inside of me and because of who he is in me, that I'm able to accomplish, to overcome, to do things beyond what I even think is possible. And you've seen it in your life. You've seen it in moments that have come where you thought, there's no way I'm going to make it through this, and then you do. What is that power that raises up inside of you that gives you the courage, the strength, whatever it may be, to to accomplish what you thought never possible, to, to break through barriers you never thought possible. What is it inside of you? In Philippians 2, it says this, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. In John 16, I'm going to make this make sense for you. I have these things to you, but in you you may have peace, and in the world you have tribulation, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. So just in three scriptures, we have the God who's able to do abundantly more than we can think. We have the one that every knee will bow to. He's all-powerful, all-knowing. The power is living on the inside of us, and he says every knee will bow. And then we have the God who says he's overcome the world for us. He says the power that's inside of you, you I'll do through that power more than you could ever imagine. And he's like, do you know who we're dealing with here? We're dealing with the one that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that I am Lord. And then he goes on to say, just in these three scriptures alone, 
and anything you will ever face, I've already overcome it. Just those three scriptures. I'm like, I'm just scratching the surface. surface. Most of these statements happened before what I'm getting to read right now. He tried to build inside of the minds and hearts of his disciples this idea that, guys, it might get dark. But I've overcome the darkness. It might get to a point where you think that people don't recognize me as Savior. But I promise you every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. It might get to a point where you feel powerless and you don't feel like you can overcome. It might get to a point in this journey as you're walking with me where these things aren't going to seem evident or likely. But I'm telling you they're true. And then we find ourselves in Matthew 27. I want you to see this for a second. From the sixth hour of his crucifixion, there was darkness over the land until the ninth hour. Three hours of darkness descended upon the earth. I don't know about you, but at that point, I might have been given up uh, some of these things that he told me a couple days ago. I might have been punking out a little bit on whether I thought this was real. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. One of them once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the other said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. I could preach on that alone. It's funny they were looking for Elijah to come when they had the one that Elijah was talking about in front of them. Right? And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook. The rocks were split. I mean, at that moment, you would have thought at that moment when the earth began to shake and the rocks began to split and all this supernatural crazy stuff has happened, you'd be like, I think what the guy said is true. This is some freaky stuff. I mean, these were real people. If right now the rocks began to shake underneath us and the earth split and darkness hit us in the middle of the day and it wasn't a rainstorm, y'all would be like, something's happening. Right? And, and verse 52, the tombs also were open, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Can you imagine seeing that? Like driving by the, the, uh, the funeral place over here, the graveyard, and tombs are getting opened up. Spe I mean, this is some stuff, people. All right, this isn't Harry Potter. This is the real deal, okay? I almost said Harry Porter. I don't know what that is. Okay, this is why Lainey hates her dad. Okay, and when the... Centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place. They were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the Son of God. You can see this, this, this wrestling that's going on, like, I know what he said. And then the earth begins to shake and it says, ah, truly, I believe this was the Son of God. And the next scripture that I'm getting ready to read you is a moment that we miss. It is a moment that we have missed, I think, for centuries. But it's a moment that stood out to me that really makes me wonder if sometimes I'm missing the point. Because some of these guys gave us a good example here because it says this as you start the next chapter. Now, after the Sabbath. 
Now after the day of rest. The guy is dead. The tomb is closed. The blood has been spilt. The mourners have gone home. And we turn to the next part of the story with the words, now after the day of rest. Do you know what it takes to rest in the middle of great unrest? Do you know what it takes to rest in the middle of chaos? Some of us know how hard it is to rest in the middle of a pandemic, to rest in the middle of our jobs changing, money that more money flowing out than flowing in, the promises that we've been made, the guarantees that people have given us, what we felt like we were going to reap based on what we had sowed. The employers that said, I got your back, and then cut us off when things got tough. The landlord that said, yeah, I'll give you another month, and instead of giving you the month they promised, an eviction notice comes. It's all great and wonderful Easter Sunday morning when we sing the songs and the, and the, and the rooms lighten up like a Christmas tree or a rainbow or whatever. But it's those moments when darkness is covering the earth, when promises and dreams and everything that we've been told many times in the name of God don't seem to be coming to pass. They're dead. They're gone. It's those moments when you and I can go, yeah, but... He told me that there was going to come a day where darkness would hover over the earth. He told me there was going to come a day where it was going to seem like death had won. He told me there was going to come a day where we, I would find myself in a moment of despair when I thought, man, I have to give up. There's nothing left. He told me about that. So on the heels of what it looks like versus what I've been told, I'm going to take a rest. I think some of us are afraid to rest because we don't believe there's a moment coming to redeem. I think some of us miss the moment because we're not willing to stay in place long enough and rest long enough in the promises because we're not sure if the promises, we, we're afraid that things have turned to a point of no return and I don't think that there's anything that can come out of good. I have watched people in my own life that have found themselves in such great despair, including myself, when I thought it was time to hang up the towel. You ever have a friend going through something and they're like, I just, I just don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to make it anymore. And you're like, you have so much to live for. And inside you're like, oh, I hope they don't ask me what. Because you feel the despair of their moment. You feel the desperation of their moment because you've been there when someone's like, but you're so wonderful and you're so great and everything is so good and just you're going to get through this. I went through a season of my life where people were like, you're going to get through this. And I was like, my fist is going to get through your face if you say that one more time. 
Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, some of the greatest moments of encouragement where somebody just hugged me and was like, dude, I don't know how you're going to make this. It was just real. But every one of us has faced a moment like that. But those moments when it's like, ah, 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 just, ah. Those moments were defeated. They were redeemed. They were reconciled in the greatest moment in history. It says, now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came back and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, his clothes white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek who was crucified. And he is not here, for he has risen. He has said, come and see the place where he laid. The worship team can come and join me on stage. I, 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 I want to get you ready for something because I'm going to kind of bring this home. I've been setting something up to kind of get to this one piece right here. This moment that I just read about came out of the darkest point in history. We went from the darkest moment to the brightest moment in three days. We really went from the darkest moment to the brightest moment in a moment. Because the moment before he began to breathe and the stone began to roll away was still as dark as three days earlier. It took one moment. It took one moment for everything to turn around for all of mankind. And if you continue reading this story just in this chapter, it says, And now all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. In a moment, we went from the darkest moment to a moment where humanity was changed forever. And then he commissions every one of us to go and tell. And he says, when you go and tell, no matter what tribulation or trial, or darkness you'll ever face. In this moment, I defeated it, so I will be with you and you have nothing to fear. You might feel anxious and you might be afraid, but you have nothing to fear. You might be starting to get worried, but you have nothing to fear because he has overcome anything you will ever face in this world. He has overcome every trial and tribulation and difficulty. He's overcome any eviction notice. He's overcome a lost job. He's overcome relationships that have fallen apart. He has overcome promises that have been broken. He has overcome so that in a moment, and I love this so much, I love this so much because, you know, we look at this moment I read and we say this is the greatest moment in history, and it is. But then the God of these moments that I've read throughout the scriptures says this in Romans 8, 11. He says the same spirit that created the moment that raised Christ from the dead. The creative power of the Spirit of God that created the moment that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you and it quickens your mortal body. Which means the Spirit of God that created and changed humanity in a moment. The same exact measure of that spirit, not just a thimbleful, the same measure that shook the ground and moved the stone away is in you. You know what that means? 
In a moment, your life can change. In a moment, the darkness can go. In a moment, hope can be restored. In a moment, the next and new chapter of your life can begin. Some of us today, we're signing the dotted line on the end of this chapter and we're grieving it and it's okay to grieve what is that what has what has happened and the promises and the wishes and the wills that you had inside of that it's okay to grieve it but I'm telling you I see a dawn on the horizon of a new and exciting chapter and moment for our lives I want to do this today because all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me and you because that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is dwelling inside of me. The same creative power that created that moment is ready to create a moment for you and I. I want to do something today, something we don't do very often. We're running a little bit late into the next service, and that's okay. Um, Roland, if you can just go wide on the camera and go outside and help manage. Tyler and Jennifer, if you can help too, just manage people. Tell them that we'll be starting service as soon as we can. I want to give people in this room an opportunity to experience a moment. Because that spirit that created that moment is here with you. So I want you to stand to your feet. Today I'm not asking you to do anything out of obligation, anything from a place of guilt or despair asking you to consider receiving and believing that the Spirit of God and His promises are available to you right where you're at because of what we celebrate today. I want KK to sing a little bit of this song as you just bow your heads and then I'm going to give you an opportunity for us just to pray together. to do an altar call this morning because of social distancing and all of that. But I'm going to ask, especially if you have a mask and you can put it on, if you would like to join us here at this altar, I believe that God is getting ready to encounter. You say, can it happen to me right where I am in my seat? Yes, it can. But I love the picture and the idea that when you get out of your seat and you walk down here, you find a place that's, you know, suitably distant from somebody, that we can mark this moment in time, this moment in our lives and say this moment I experienced the God that created 
that moment that changed history. In this moment, I, I realized that the next chapter of my life was starting. In this moment, I believed wholeheartedly that I would, beyond a shadow of a doubt, never experience the type of darkness that I feel right now. In this moment, I believe that my life is gonna change forever. just sing if we can this second verse and the chorus one more time and as she's singing if you want to come come there is some space over here on the right you don't have to come you can stay in your seats and raise your hands that's fine but if you'd like to you can join us up here and then I'm going to pray with you go ahead leave behind your regrets and mistakes come today there's no reason to wait Jesus is calling sorrows and trade them for joy from the ashes a new life is born Jesus is calling come on together let's sing this out this chorus oh come to the altar the father's arms are open wide forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious We're gonna pray blood together. of Jesus Christ. We're going to pray together because we have another service to do, but I want to pray. I would be crazy this morning if we didn't get a chance to pray. And I'm just going to pray over every single one of you here together. I want to say this to you right now. I felt as she was singing the spirit of shame rising up in this place. And I'm going to tell you right now that shame has no place. Shame never belongs. You say, but you don't know what I've... No, shame never belongs. You cannot give me a situation where I will believe that God wants you to encounter shame around it. Shame is always destructive and never productive. And it's never from heaven. It's always from the enemy trying to take you out, trying to distort your view of yourself, trying to distort how you believe he sees you. It is never productive. So before we pray, we break off shame as the lie that it is. We break off the lie that tells you, but you don't know what I've done. Oh, really? You really think that as those drops of blood hit the earth, that he was like, well, I can handle this, but I can't handle that. No, it was a blood that washed away every one of our sins. Every one of our sins and mistakes. Sin being anything that distorts God's view of you or your view of God. That's it. He reset the rules. He changed dynamic between us and him it was no longer about about getting this right and getting there it became in a moment I want you to see who you are and I want you to see how I see you shame is the number one thing that will distort that so let's pray together you might be praying this morning for, for to have a moment with Jesus and receive him as your savior savior or you might be just this morning as someone who is just saying on this Easter Sunday I believe in the God of a moment 
But for whatever reason, I want you to pray this with me. And if you're in your seat and, and you're, you've made that decision to be socially distant from the group up here, that's, I respect it 100%. But you can pray this with us. It's no less powerful. Let's say this together. Say, God, I receive all that you've done. I release and let go of shame. I release and let go of any sort of guilt. I know that you have forgiven me before I even asked for it. And I receive all that you've done. And today, the God of a moment has encountered me. Today I have had a moment and I have realized that every promise you made me is true and the way you designed me is perfect and from this day forward I will go I will speak I will be everything you created me to be in Jesus name amen come on sing this bridge out come on let's stand on our feet and sing this bridge together oh, what a savior come on let's sing this out isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Oh, come on, in that moment he changed everything. Oh, bow down before him, for he is Lord of all. Sing more time let's just lift this up before we dismiss oh what a savior Before we leave today, I want to say this to you. If you uh, if you are looking for a place to belong, a place to connect, we would love to have you here. Um, you will never, ever come here and leave here feeling disgusted with yourself, feeling like God is mad at you, feeling like you're a screw-up, feeling like you're never going to add up. We believe that every time you walk through the doors of this church, when you leave, you will know how loved you are. You will know the promises over your life. You will know what you've been created and called to be. If that sounds like something you want to be a part of, we would love to have you be a part of this place and this church. We're here every week. I look this good every week. But we would love to have you. It would be our pleasure and really a gift to us for you to trust your heart, your family, your life with Harvest Church. We love you. We bless you. Have an amazing Easter Sunday with whoever you're celebrating and be blessed and know that today was your moment. Amen.